Colossians 1, starting at verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the holy and faithful brothers in Christ at Colossae, grace and peace to you from God our Father. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all the saints, the faith and love that spring from the hope that is stored up for you in heaven and that you have already heard about in the word of truth, the gospel that has come to you. All over the world, this gospel is bearing fruit and growing, just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and understood God's grace in all its truth. You learned it from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf, and who also told us of your love in the Spirit. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you and asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. And we pray this in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please him in every way bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, and joyfully giving thanks to the Father, who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. It is truly an honor to be here this morning. A bit nervous. <laughs> I told them back home, I speak, they understand. Here, I'm not so sure. <laughs> Brother Charles has already introduced you to our accent. Hopefully, we can, as we go through this morning, you can understand and clearly as we. Uh, for each going to speak God's word. This morning in Colossians chapter 1, as you begin to see in the verses 1 through 14, Paul, uh, particularly in verses 1 through 8, when Paul begins to uh, speak to the, to the church in Colossians through the letter, uh, you must understand where Paul is at. Paul at this time is in prison, uh, very heavily guarded, uh, I'm sure. And as a result, he is now being in prison. He's heard from as you see in the Scriptures, he's heard from Epaphras the good things that are happening in Colossae. As a result of the good things, as mentioned there, uh, the things that were going on in, the, in Colossae as a result of the gospel being preached. There was the fruits of the gospel, as mentioned there, their love, of, their faith in Christ Jesus, their love for the saints. And then also is the one that they're at the end is because of the hope that is laid up for them in heaven. As they see the results of the gospel, Paul is extremely encouraged by what is happening. And and he begins to tell them, he said, we we, we pray for you. We thank God for the good things that are happening. We praise God for the results of the gospel. And then he gets into verse 9 and he says, we pray for you. Since the moment we heard of the great things of the gospel, we began to pray for you. And he says there, we began to pray uh, that, that you would understand God's will, that you would grasp God's will and know God's will. And here it says, and we open up and get to it, it says in verse 9, it says, for this reason also, again, this reason was because of the fruits of the gospel, the results of the gospel being preached. 
And then he said, for this reason, all, reason also, since the day we heard of it, have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. It's one thing to have a knowledge of God's word. It's great to have a knowledge of God's word. It's a whole nother idea to have a wisdom. Wisdom here, as Paul is, in, Paul is praying, he's praying that they, they have the knowledge of God's will and knowledge of the gospel. But he also says in all spiritual and in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, not only do I want you to, under, to know God's will, I want you to know how to apply God's will to your life. And I don't know how it is here, but back home we have many people who know God's word. They know what the gospel says. They know they can argue with God's word. They know it very well. But the application of the word is not there. And Paul here is praying that we we are so encouraged by what we hear. But we pray now that not only do you have the knowledge of God's will, but we pray that you understand it and know how to apply it to your life. He's praying that as they go, as they go out, they they understand, not only have a knowledge of the gospel, but they understand how to apply that gospel in the church and how they relate to one another within the unity of the church and how they, and how they, when they go out and how they relate to those on the outside and how they relate to their spouse and how they relate to their children and I understand the gospel and how to raise my children, how to, 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 to relate with my wife how to relate with, with, with fellow church members. In every aspect of my life, he's praying, he, he's saying, I pray that you understand how to apply it in all areas of life. And then he continues on. So that you may walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. Walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. To really understand this, when you have to see in verses 13 and 14 what he said, and he goes down, he says, for, you, for he rescued us from the domain of darkness. Whether we want to admit it or not, whether we believe it or not, we were part of a spiritual warfare between Satan and his army and Jesus Christ. The battle being won by Christ when he gave, when he gave his life on the cross so that we might have life. But there was a battle there. There's a battle still going today that we must face. But because Christ died on the cross, He rescued us from the domain of darkness. And because I have given my life to Christ, if you have given your life to Christ, we are now rescued from the domain of darkness. The wording here, as you begin to look and to see, it's an idea of a prisoner of war between the, in the battle that's going on. Between the domain of darkness and the power of light of Jesus Christ. And Christ has rescued us from the domain of darkness. We were blinded. We were, in, were dead in our sins. But now free and living in the light of Jesus Christ. As prisoners of war and bondage and in captivity to the domain of darkness, He rescued us. And then He delivered us. It says here in rest of verse 13, And delivered us to the kingdom of His beloved Son. I love the word delivered here. It means to liberate or to set free. We were set free from the bondage of darkness, from the domain of darkness. Paul's saying, I want you to understand here, you are set free. You are no longer a part of the domain of darkness. You are set free. So now I want you, now that you're free from that domain of darkness, I want you to live accordingly. 
Live in the knowledge and in the wisdom of God's will. Because that is how you walk in a manner worthy of the gospel. Worthy of the Lord. Then it continues on and picking up back up in verse uh, 10. It says, so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please him in all respects. Bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Then verse 11, strengthen with all power according to steadfast in all steadfastness and patience. As I was sitting here this morning, I saw your banner up here. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction. We equate the blessing of God many times as the absence of suffering. But Paul here is praying for the church at Colossae, for these believers here. He's telling them, hey, I pray that you understand God's will. And I pray that whenever you understand God's will and you apply God's will, that when those situations come, those trials come, when whatever God decides to use in your life to prepare you and make you what He wants you to be, that you stand strong, that you be patient in those afflictions. Be patient and wait and let God do His work. And he says in verse 12 here, giving no, excuse me, at the end of verse 11, for the attaining of all steadfastness and patience joyously. Again, Paul knew that troubles were coming for those believers. After all, the man's in prison. He knew troubles were coming. And he's encouraging the believers here, regardless of what comes, stand strong. Stand in the faith. Stand in your trust in Jesus Christ. And be patient. Joyful. Thanking God. And he continues on in verse 12. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. Thanking God in the midst of it all. So when trials and tribulations come, as, uh, as it was mentioned earlier, the, the shooting that we had in Colorado this past week, terrible tragedy. Twelve people killed, 59 more injured, senseless acts of tragedy. The God's saying, even in the midst of it all, joyously thanking God. Why? I thank God that even in the midst of the trials of my life, He is in control. I thank God that even in the midst of the trials of my life, that He is using those to prepare me to honor Him through it all. And as he, as he, as he begins again, he, he goes into verse 13 and 14 again, as he mentions there uh, that they were rescued from the domain of darkness. Paul's ultimate message here to these people, we are so thankful for what we're hearing out of Colossae. We're so thankful what, what, for, what, for the report that Epaphras has given us. The encouragement that we hear that you're growing in your faith. You're, the, the, the gospel is changing lives. Which, by the way, shows us that when the gospel is preached, lives are changed. And then he continues in verse 9. He picks it up here and he's, as he begins to preach, or begins to continue to write the letter to the church here. And he told him, he said, for this reason, we're encouraged by it, but let us encourage you more. Be strong. Stand strong in the faith. Understand God's will. God's will is that he uses those things in our life to prepare us, to mold us, to make us into what he wants us to be. He prepares us for His work. And while it's going on, while He is preparing us, stand strong. Be be steadfast. Be patient. Because as it says throughout, and I've heard a saying that that I use quite often, this too shall pass. Regardless of what's going on, 
God is in control. I have plenty to be thankful for, even in the midst of situations. One, again, God is in control. God is using this situation to prepare us for something that He wants us to do. We must be patient, constantly seeking God, and knowing God's will, knowing the gospel, understanding the gospel, and applying the gospel. And as we live it, as we go in our daily lives and in our relationships with, with fellow church members, brothers and sisters in Christ, husbands, wives, children, people in the workplace or people we meet on the streets, whatever the case, that the gospel takes effect and we understand how to live in, in each relationship, in each way we come across people, knowing that those situations are preparing us. And again, going back to verse 12, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share the inheritance of the saints in light. Walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. And I pray that this morning as we, of course I know for, for us we have, an, a, especially with Lighthouse, it's going to be a busy week. I'm blown away that we are dealing with over 900 children. I'm excited. The fact that we've, we've come here and we're, we're to, to be a part. And as Brother Charles mentioned just a moment ago, the is to be able to, to share the gospel. I pray that we can joyously, joyously walk, man, walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. And that all we do, all we say, everywhere we go, everything, every aspect about us is that we walk in a manner when, we did, when we're dealing with you, dealing with children in Lighthouse, dealing with, uh, with our host homes or whatever the case may be, that we walk worthy of the Lord. How do we do that? Again, a knowledge of the gospel and a wisdom of how to apply it to my daily life. Let us pray. Father, we pray.